Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hi everyone, welcome to Ultimate Teammates on the First and Fifteen podcast. Today we're turning the tables a little because today our special guest is Marcus Gambrell. Hello Marcus. How are we doing? We are doing fine. And the we, the other part of the we, is Steve Podmore. Hello. And what? And Steve Podmore is here to um, basically uh, pull apart each one of Marcus's selections, I believe. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I, not how it was sold to me, but um, I can do that for you with pleasure. Unless, of course, if he selects you, then it's... Uh, no, I'll it's, definitely pull him apart then, because there's no... Okay. Um, uh, heads or tails, Marcus? Uh, we'll go tails. Tails it is. I select offense to go first. Um, and uh, what we should do now, Marcus, who is the best quarterback you played with other than Marcus Gambrell? Uh See, I'm, I'm going to skip out David. So we did the episode last week with David where he picked himself in his own That's ultimate right. team. Ah. It, it was tempting, but I've no, I've gone for another eagle and I've gone for John Pimperton. Good shout. I mean, it's one of those ones, as a quarterback, you don't get to play alongside many of the quarterbacks. You're sort of hmm. trying to push them out of the way. And But John was, like, I think he was slightly younger, like one age group down at one point. And but he was just an amazing quarterback. I think he was GB when we went together. I think it was '99 in the wonderful town of Brighton. I don't get many holidays abroad with flag, but yeah, we went to Brighton. Uh, GB QB there, and I think how many national championships did John win with with the Eagles? Oh gosh, some. <laughs> Do you know what? Without 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 getting reaching the. Uh... Uh, Ripple now record books, um, at least three, at least three. Um, I'm sure it's, 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 it's possibly three. Um, for the, for, in five on five, he, he, he's also picked up some along with yourself in the uh, nine on nine league. Um, but yeah, and he, and he, uh, he was also a GB player as well. Um, so um, yeah, yeah, um, and much decorated and uh, uh, many victories. Uh, for John, are these national championships or youth national championships? Because I, um, I missed that era, so I'm not aware of. Yeah, that. I think. Well, he he was. Oh, he definitely won some youth titles, and um, missed out on a junior title. We had two shots at the junior title with John. Um, I, see, I uh, think I think we got a uh, a by default almost junior championship, didn't we? Oh, that's a cow. You're talking about when we beat Sussex. We beat Sussex twice and drew with them once and they were the only yeah. other team in the league. I, I've got the trophy, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it's me. Yeah, but yeah, we did win that one as well. And obviously, John, I forgot, obviously, John also won um, the NFL British Championship with the Eagles um, and the British Championship, famous victory in um, at Murrayfield Stadium. Car park, but it was still in Murrayfield Stadium. I guess. <laughs> As featured on Sky Sports, uh, when I got interviewed by Mike Carlson, he couldn't pronounce my name, so he just called me Coach. Um, you struggled with Andrew. Yeah. So yeah. 
yes. Maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. No, two boys. Um, so yeah, John, John won stuff. Uh, yeah, what I say as well, and a couple of other countries uh, representing the Great Britain flag. I mean, you've you've played with some pretty good quarterbacks, Marcus, as well. So, for someone to beat you out obviously wasn't wasn't difficult. But <laughs> you know, when you've played with the likes of uh, uh, Neil Baltazar or uh, you know some some of the other sort of guys, I mean, what? The, I the mean, guy, I've never seen him play, so I, I don't know him. But it sounds like he must be a fantastic player. Neil is on my uh, honourable mentions. I mean, so yeah. at, the, at the Raccoons, we all had a hashtag that was printed onto our jersey, and mine was "Don't lean back," which was the one that I picked up from Neil Baltazar. And yeah, he he was an amazing quarterback. But I think John was the first quarterback I really played like with, and then against in a way. So like your first think, love. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You're it, always it, gonna have that that a little bit of affinity to somebody like that who's brought you on and nurtured you as well, I guess. Yeah, being a year younger than me as well. Well, he still bought you. <laughs> still bought you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's that's. Cool. I mean, he, that's he was the, the he was the quarterback when I was centre as well. So we mm. we had a, a slightly difficult connection on that bit as well. well that's also that, that's actually another reason for him to be up there because if he was taking snaps from you and could still play and win championships then quite clearly that's that that's another feather in his cap isn't it <laughs> i think we had I mean, one year together in the junior what, bit <laughs> three receivers and a, and a, and a big bloke <laughs> uh, marcus marcus remember the five and wonder route that you used that you were uh, you trademark. I do remember. Was it Crystal Palace? Well, it's most of the most most of the games, but yeah, it actually worked for once. Although I remember you you ran your five, you you ran the wrong way, then you then you told me, oh, I read the I read the game and saw the gap, and then ran the right way into the gap. So if you maybe it was the timing of it, but yeah, I, I, it was I had to lose I had to lose my defender in the crowd. I've got to admit, Andrew, what you're doing here is you, you're making me think more and more. Why isn't Marcus his own choice? I mean, you're just telling me things that when you hear this sort of stuff, no, this guy's elite. <laughs> he was quite remarkable, I'll give you that. <laughs> At least we know why he moved to quarterback. Yes, <laughs> yes. There wasn't any other choice. I, know, I think that's been discussed before. The reason I was quarterback is that the other four positions were filled instantly. Yeah, with some very good, good players. Yeah. And then they went, well, quarterbacks yeah. left over. All you've got to throw, all you got to do is throw to four, four amazing receivers, and there you go. You sorted. I built a career on this. Is it one of those you throw it and just just shout Luke? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, shout yeah. one you know, of I, somewhere I think, nearby. With Shoot. the squad that we had, all I had to do was stand on the field and shout James. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had three Jameses. three Jameses, all elite, all elite receivers: James Hossack, James Pinkett, and James Stratford. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, just imagine that James, they're, they're all similar. Yeah, a few people may know James Hossack still playing for Tampa oh, Phoenix, I believe. Such a... And and uh, you know, James Stratford and, and James Pinkerton were in the same bracket. And uh, Alex Reardon as well was the uh, <laughs> was your was your fourth choice, who was an incredible scat back kind of uh, running back. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, I, actually, that's a fair point. Actually, to you, to you uh, Marcus, it's uh, looking for a gap in the market, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, good call. Is it time to move to the centre position? You want to go centre as well? I'm going to stay at the Eagles. And I'm going to go Paddy. Alan Paddy O'Sullivan. Um, he was the 9-on-9 centre. He was a 5-on-5 centre in the adult league, but he was also my coach for the youth. And his play calling was amazing. And it was one of those ones that you come over to the sideline and he would tell you, right, this is the play we're going to do. This is the defence they're lining up in. This is who you're going to throw to. This is where they're going to be open. And you look at it and go, maybe like three out of four of those be right. And then he do every single one. He's like, okay, that was right. And I think was it like a couple of youth championships to that age group? Yeah, very instinctive, very instinctive um, uh, with his calling. Um, he, he he would see things that uh, that I certainly didn't, um, but they were there. Yeah, he. Uh, I think I think he was uh, an absolute key for the uh, for the Eagles, and it, it, it was interesting. He, he was able to transfer from nine on nine to five on five uh, pretty quickly, and uh, but you, you know, you, you know. He, in a team sport, it's hard to kind of um, narrow it down to any individuals, but uh, he was probably the key uh, person uh, on the Eagles field, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, and uh, and remarkably good, you know, considering he was a genuine alignment uh, in the 9 on 9, and he, he adapted really well to, um, to the 5 on 5 game. Did, did, did he have a year? Later on in his twilight years, where he was a quarterback for the Eagles, was he the quarterback one of the later years? I'm sure he was Pat. His name no. was that somebody else. There was a, there was a season. He was a big big lad, and if it's the same guy, he was another one of these. You look and ah, they'll be rubbish. And as a quarterback, just knew where to go, knew what to throw, knew where. To, and I just thought it might be the same guy. It was one of the last seasons, probably, you know. I mean, that, that's one that I'd have to ask Mick Smith. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure. I mean, obviously, I wasn't there at that point, but I don't think he would ever play quarterback. Potentially. I mean, the other, the other thing about Paddy was there was no way that you would have any sort of ego on the field. <laughs> he, he would shoot you down instantly. The mat- As soon as you'd walk up to him and say morning and he'd have some sort of like come back for it and joke about you and then put you down straight away and it's like okay Paddy's here <laughs> I mean it, part of the reason that I would love to see him on the field would just be if, if he was anywhere near Pod just you two going off on each other would be oh hilarious to, watch. to be fair me, me him and Andrew because me and Andrew when we were together a few times we, we, we ruffled people but without even Trying, did we? <laughs> Do you remember the time in the Titans? We had half the team went home early. <laughs> we were just giving them ribbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're one of the nicest people ever. It was, it was never done from a malicious place, was it? And <laughs> I think, yeah, it's just you're just, you're just talkative as a, as a player. I was, I was talkative, and I think it's often quite surprised to some people. Um, how, how chappy I was, you know, one of my coaching point of view and my playing point of view um, with, with, with different personas. Uh, I mean, nine on nine, uh, an entirely different persona. Um, uh, but, uh, never got ejected, just so you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I do remember them. Yeah, I, I think Paddy, Paddy again, he, he, he perhaps wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't a talker in that sense, but 
uh, yeah, he probably was out there a little too with himself and probably we were playing against him and, and uh, we're in a talkative mode. Um, but yeah, in practice, uh, a very, very witty guy, a very witty guy. We'd often hold court and there was a committee meeting that was, uh, um, yeah, obviously we'd get business done, but then the last half an hour would be this kind of, uh, it would be, uh, as I was saying, Paddy holding court and uh, if you'd uh, made an error on the field in practice, it was dissected brutally. <laughs> so, who are your receivers then, Mr. Marcus Gambrel? Well, you mentioned him before we started recording, but I'm going to have to go Nick Burt. Ciao. Yes, gosh. An amazing player. Uh, I think he was with the Eagles. It was the 9-on-9 era. I don't think he really played too much in the 5-on-5, five five, if I remember rightly. He was more of a 9-on-9 nine nine but he, uh, I mean, anybody who's played kitted football will know Nick Burt as a, as, an, as a name in there and just how good he was. For sure. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the safest hands ever, the, the, the work rate uh, that, that he put in. Um, uh, he was one of the, uh, he was certainly the first uh, person to really coach me as a, as a, as a receiver. Um, and, you know, at the Eagles in the early days, we were kind of very well-meaning and what. Going back to Paddy Boss, Paddy had um, you know that instinctive play calling ability. You know what what Nick brought to to my game was the um, what was the, the the fundamentals of the game, um, and so he would you know he taught me so so much in those early days for me about sort of uh, the, the, the wide receiver position. Um, but yeah, and he went, he was he obviously was a standing crow as well as played in Germany. Three years, I think it was. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, that's a really good shout. As, as a possession receiver, um, not not blessed with a great speed, and then, uh, but uh, we, we catch everything. Uh, and with roots, I think the precision of his roots um, were, 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 were incredible. You, you, he was one of those guys that I'd be covering him in practice, and you think, oh, I've got this, I've got this. And then one, he would break, and he's got two yards maybe five-yard separation. Um, uh, yeah, so impossible to cover in that sense. And frustrating, because even if you did have decent coverage, you would catch everything anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great shot, Nick Burr. Who else we got there? So I've gone for the all-out talent of Nick Burr on one side, and I've got to even up. And I think a lot of people may not believe this one, but I am going to put Pod in this squad. <laughs> Pod, I think, is the one who believes it the least. Oh, my God. I knew you would. I knew you would. I can't wait to hear what the, what the reason behind this is. I mean, I couldn't think of anyone else. <laughs> no, so, it's one of those ones that... Sorry, David Sonny. Sorry, Mark Cohen. It is one of those ones that if you have a team, no matter where you are, Pod will be there for training. True. Yeah, yeah, he's driven all over the place just to play. So dedication on that one. We've coached together, so I I know how how much of a drill sergeant he is, especially in the warm-ups. That's why I always turned up late for training. I knew that if Pod was going to be there, the warm-up was going to be going off for like a half-hour sort of thing. So I thought I can turn up a bit late. And then just kind of stand there holding a ball and go, this is my, my quarterback warm-up, I'm all right. But I think it's the same with Paddy, though, that 
there's the there's the uh, dedication to the sport, but also it's the fun and the the uh, the no ego side of it. Like I said, you and Paddy together would be absolutely hilarious to watch. We wouldn't play any football, but it'd be great to watch. But yeah, um, okay. Apart from the fact that you can't catch, and you're you're always open after the play's finished. <laughs> so I get almost every single one. I was open. But yeah, I have thrown touchdowns to you. I've got we've got video footage of that now. No, no, you, you, you have got, you have got footage of it. I'm flattered. I, I, I have got anything else to add to that. Other than that, I'm, I'm in very rarefied company, and uh, I can only say thank you. Well, I think it's, I think it's a really good point. Actually, I, I, you know, uh, on the plane side, you know, excellent route running, real precision route running, and a real dedication to, to, to the art of the route. So I think it was something that you. We practiced a lot, and yeah, there was it was always fun, always fun with Steve, uh, and uh, you know, a great teammate as well. You know, Boss Ron teammate, I give that Steve, he'd, he'd always have you back. You, you could, you could make, you could just be having the worst game ever, but Steve would always find you know a positive out of the day for you. Or somewhere um, to put you down. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I think I think you know you know the jokes and you know but, but in the thick of it he he he'd, he'd always have you back he'd be all the first one that uh, to you to sort of help you walk again. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really good and yeah, probably was always open mostly because uh, uh, you're nine foot taller than any but the rest of the human race. So uh, that, that helps. But um, no, I, I think I think I had a, I had a, I know you surprised. There, Steve, but I, I thought you, I, I had a funny feeling that you would be in there, so uh, and it's literally deserved. So, um, I mean, if you want anybody to you know fly down the sideline 15 plays in a row, true, true. Catch, catch the ball and run down to the sideline and fall over at the one yard line that, that's what you want, <laughs> Andrew. You we had a season where where I played that receiver, you had a, a playbook where basically that's all <laughs> I did, and you I were the workhorse. I, I in a field in in uh, London where we played the Rebels, and and it was the hottest day, and I ran. I played both ways. I played safety and I played wide receiver, and I ran a fly the whole whole flipping day. <laughs> you were a workhorse. Yeah, yeah, add workhorse to the. Uh, and 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 it, it basically was just to run the top off. It wasn't actually yeah, to. Yeah. It was a decoy, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, so, I suppose it, it's only a decoy. If they leave it, they don't cover you. Then it's not a decoy. It's, no, it's, no. The, it's the number one route. But um, <laughs> yeah, obviously the London Rebels were quite canny and, uh, and knew that we could, you know, they couldn't lose you. So um, wow. Well, okay. And this is where we find out who Steve Podmore has been now because there's only one more left. Yeah. And the rest are so. Uh, Around. This is this is this is probably the most crucial one. Who are you going for, Marcus? Is your fifth receiver? Fifth. Player, well, I'm going to go like a, a slot type running back position because he will play anywhere. And it is, I'm going to go for Luke Gambrell. I, I, I thought it had to be. Well done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's one of those ones, as the Raccoons and probably the Jets and maybe less of the Eagles because I don't think we really had too much time there in the same age group. No. But it was, it's always been a case of, he, okay, he calls most of our plays at the Raccoons and but it's just like a one-yard dump-off pass and then watch him go. And yeah. it's, it's what, you know, as I said before, I've made a career out of this. 
and it's worked. <laughs> but yeah, here's he another one where he will he, he works out the plays and works out the defense as well. And he knows what's going to happen. So I've got two two play callers in there. I've got an amazing receiver. I've got an amazing quarterback, and I've got Pod as well. So <laughs> no, it's a good shout with Luke. He was so close to, to my team, but he, he we I was with him. We were training on at the weekend, and I was thinking I I genuinely thought he would be in your team, and I didn't. I didn't wasn't chatting to him about that specifically, but. He is. He's he's just still, even today, you know, he's had knee surgeries. He's obviously, you know, over 20 now and he's still got every little bit of burst of speed and turn of pace and turn of movement. And, um, yeah, we did some some drills later and we were, they were messing about. We had Shad there, we had Meshach there and they were all designed to see who was the fastest. And I still yeah. said to Luke, I could see him coming off the line as fast as anybody. Um and, and like you say, his knowledge of the game and, and, and all that goes with that is is something unbelievable. He, he's a fantastic player. He's a great choice. <clears throat> I mean, I mean yeah. two, two main memories I've got of Luke. One, Do you know him, Andrew? I've heard <laughs> a lot about him. <laughs> two of the main stories I remember about him was one was when we went to, I think it was Dundee. For a, <laughs> I said like, like the Highland Springs Bowl or something like that. Right. And... Luke was I got Luke was playing in the youth age group, I think he was. He wasn't youth age, but he was playing in the youth age group. And he he was obviously he had the the shortness at then. But when he's playing against youth players who were like six foot two and things like that, and all you can hear is the, the Scottish team as he as they like hand off the ball to him and they're just like running around going, Get the wee man. And that <laughs> that's how we got that nickname from that one. Fantastic. But then Slightly the offensive was, accent there, Marcus, but I think you got away with it. Oh, that's fine. That's, that, that was my good accent. <laughs> it's why the, H, the way we H and C it split from. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the other one was, uh, it was last, I think it was our first season. Pod was there for the Raccoons. When he's running downfield, all he's got to do is carry him running in a straight line. He's flying down the right-hand mm. sideline. And he's got two Huntsman defenders in front of him. If he'd have gone forward, he would have beaten them both quite easily, I think. But instead, he cut between them. Just, and when he came back, I was like, you could have made that, couldn't you? He was like, yeah, I could. <laughs> and it, it was Vinny, the one he cut in between. And they sort of like, it was one of those like cartoon moments where you cut between two people and they just run into each other. <laughs> and it, I came, he came back into the hills like you could have made that down the sideline, couldn't you? He was like, yeah. And I goes, did you just want to cut between them just for the fun of it? And he was like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's what he can do. I mean, we've all seen the uh, the Titans video of him catching the ball like five yards, oh, good, yeah. five yards deep, and then running back. I I don't know how he's doing doing it, but he, I swear he breaks like seven tackles in a five on five game. He goes back and like goes back to a defender who's already beaten him, goes around him again, and then carries on. Yeah, it's like having a poppy on the field, isn't it? Sort of, <laughs> like him, and he's just everywhere. And it's like, you've just gone 100 yards to go 20, but you were never in any danger of getting tackled at the same time. It's like, yeah, like you say, sometimes I think he does it for the, for the fun. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's definitely the thing. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I, it's hard, hard for me to comment much more than, you know, to, to the, you know, 
actually, the, the, the proudest thing I've ever done, one of the proudest things I've ever done is like football is to win a championship with my son. Um, you know, we, we, you know, when he was a uh, junior, and I think it was the first, no, the second championship um, that the juniors won, and, and he was on the team, and he scored the first touchdown, and, you know, this, back in the day before the internet was played, but there's we'll some photos over there, and that, 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 that photo still got quite a place. And, and yeah, I, I, it's, I'm not sure how many people get to do that kind of thing, but it's, you know, the sport you love, and obviously, you know, to uh, achieve something with your with your own son is uh, just incredible. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good choice. So uh, um, if anyone's listening, they don't know him. Tune into that not uh, the podcast you did with the for the youth a few weeks ago. That was a really good listen, and uh, you get a bit of an insight into Luke's mind as well from it. And oh, that's what I was talking to him about at the weekend. I was you know, I just sort of turned up and it ends up being a GB level player and <laughs> yeah. it's a good it's a good little listen into into his mind as much as the, the the whole podcast is good as well. But it's it's fun. It's good. Yeah, that was an interesting one, yeah, because I obviously it's something we've spoken about for a long time, so to sort of kind of go back to then and uh, you know, sort of get the, the reflection from that seven year old lad. Um, because yeah, he was he was always determined. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play, I want to play, I want to play. And you know, we'd always happen to do these multiple risk assessments and uh and then yeah, he'd be absolutely fine. But uh it's, yeah, it's just interesting to see that there's still some an element of doubt in his mind at those times. But his determination to play at that stage um was uh it was it was a, a proper a real force. Okay, so are we on to defence, Marcus, now? Or do you, is, is that the next part of this? Yeah, yeah, we're going to defence now. It works really, I suppose. Is it an, and then one more player to get at the end? or That's the one. Okay, okay so defence. Um, I'm not going to make too many assumptions, but um, I'll start with this. I'll start with the safety. I'm not, when I say make assumptions, I'm not sure about what... what um, uh, what position they're playing in because I've often got the sense you didn't actually really understand defence, Marcus. So, um, sorry, sorry. I know I, I understood the defence quite well. Pod will tell you I threw to them quite a lot. <laughs> okay, I thought I'd be able to do that one. <laughs> yes, okay. so who's your safety? Who's your safety? First safety, I'm gonna have two safeties. Ooh. First one, and I think I'm just double checking my notes. Yep, Pod chose him. Is Shad. Oh, God. Yeah. Shad, Shad McCook. McCook. I mean, anybody who's played flag in, in, since he's been playing will know that name. Anybody, any quarterback will know oh, yeah. the eyes. And he, he's <laughs> not only as a ball hawk, but he would bait the rest yes. of the quarterback so much. Yeah. He'd be standing like five to ten yards away from receiver. And you could almost see him going, God, throw it, please throw it. And then, then out of nowhere, you just go, yeah, that receiver's open. I'll try it, and that's it. There, next thing you know, he's running past you with the ball for a pick six again. And okay, he probably, probably like injure himself on the next play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's no, a good shot. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely with Bacon. Uh, as, a, uh, as a coach, it's always a bit scary to see him leave that space. But um, once you understood what he was doing and and and, and trusted his break, because he could break on the ball. Uh, possibly like uh, no one else I've ever seen as a defender. 
Uh, and, you know, he, he was always, and he backed himself. There was never any lack of confidence. Um, he wasn't brash with it, but he, he would just say, leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. And you, you played a few seasons with, with him, uh, Mr. Codmore. I did. Uh, he was in my team. It's the same thing. It's just, he's phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, it's funny that they're so similar in many ways, him and Luke, and yet they've got a completely yeah. different way of carrying it off. Luke's more of the, the rabbit, the squirrely type of run. Uh, Shad just seems to barrel through and just go. But they're both fast. They're both speedy acceleration. And um, the, the, it's like they're the same mould and completely different type of it's weird, it's weird, but it's amazing yeah. having them as teammates. And uh, well, you've you know, we, we, we've both played when they've played together, and it, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> finding yeah. ways to, to give them plays that, that actually benefit them both, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. Um, it's interesting that you played him with it as a double safety. I think he would, uh, he would, he would take offense at that. But, um, who's your other safety then, Marcus? No. Uh, well, see, this this one is a. Uh, I had to get him in there somewhere. Andre Clark, another one, another another ball hawk for that one. Mm. And he's got the same sort of like eyes as, as Shad, where he will just kind of like wait for the, give that player the the bit of space and go like he's free gone. You can throw it to him if you want. But also, I need somebody on the defensive side who's gonna keep the uh, the talking going and andre clark was the in the in the nicest way here the best trash talker i have ever heard but he wouldn't trash talk you he would just talk to you mm. and so he would just chat about anything he wanted and by the way and i'm sure we've talked about this before andrew where he talked to you about what's going on in, in his life and during the week and the latest songs that he's heard. And next thing you know, everyone else is about five, ten yards down the field. <laughs> because the master of distraction. He is, you just get dragged into a conversation. But the, yeah. the best one I ever remember, uh, I can't remember what team it was. It was the nine on nine days. And there was a guy that looked like Screech from Saved by the Bell. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I, I can't remember what team he was. Birmingham Raiders. But there you go. So he was... What like five foot, a skinny little guy. Not Andre. This is the the screech guy. He looks exactly like him, and he lines up in front of Andre, and looks Andre dead in the eyes and just goes, "This is my house." And even Andre was kind of taken back by it. He just kind of looked at everyone, was going, "What's going on?" You know, this this guy's nothing, and he's talking to me. And I do remember. I'm sure he looked over at you, Andrew. This Andre looked over at you. As if, as if to say, what do I? What's going on? And I'm, I'm sure I remember you saying, "Just leave him. Don't try and get into a, a not, not an argument or a sagging match because he wouldn't be. He was very nice to everybody, but just don't get dragged into the conversation with him." Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think there was a. I think we both got quite severe because the just yeah, the lad just kept chipping away and Andrew was just saying, I don't know who you are, who are you? And I think he was genuine, but because of Andrew's reputation, it did sound like he was, he was that kind of 
Um, it was being disrespectful, but Andre genuinely didn't know who he was or uh, uh, that. And, and the other thing, I mean, the other piece is the way he talked that Andre told me, which was, uh, uh, which was really good, was if you just talk to your teammates and saying how well they're playing, um, uh, you know, so there's the, the double edge to that. It, 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 you know, he would talk, and so he would, it was a difficult one for the, uh, the officials to get a hold of in their lives because Andre would just be saying how well you're playing against the, the opponent and that you appear to be doing quite, rather well today against your opponent. And what, you know, the subtext for what Andre, Andre was saying was, uh, you know, it was, it was trash talking the opponent, but um, what, you know, that it was difficult to say. I think, I think it was only Martin Cockrell that figured that out. And, would often shut it down because he said he knew that you weren't, he wasn't really talking to his teammates, he was talking through his teammate to the opposition. Um, and winding them up in that general sense, but um, yeah, Andre, uh, but you know, equally, Andre would, you know, he as, as, a, as a teammate, again, you know, similar to you, he, he, he would he would just build you up, build you up, and you felt like you went through a wall for him as a teammate, and he would, it was the biggest celebration. If ever you did anything, was from him. You know, no matter how hard you thought you wanted to celebrate, he would celebrate on your behalf for you. So, you know, it, it was uh, it was pretty inspirational to be around. But um, yeah, and uh, I, I'm surprised he was safety because he would probably call himself a corner. Um, and, and you know, his foot speed, uh, you know, on the turn, um, he, he was yeah, probably the the, the best corner. Um, I remember playing against um, in that sense. Um, so, uh, but yeah, good shout. I mean, uh, yeah, that would be uh, that's a that's a, that's a good shout to have out there. So, um, so is this a cover two we're going for? So, what cover two. Okay. Uh, so yeah, two linebackers, Ooh. and the first one we're going to go for another family member. We're going to go Gemma Eaton. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's, it's another one from the Eagles. I think most of my most of my teammates have played for the Eagles at some point, apart from two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Gemma Eaton was one of those people that her football knowledge when she first joined, as in like you know my NFL knowledge, was almost nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, But then she just walked into the sport and just seemed to pick it up straight away. And mm. even though I, I used to make a lot of jokes about her height, and I still do, she just seemed to have like. Lot, massively long arms because no one would ever seem to get past her. Any, any sort of running back, sort of like short yardage one, that was hers. Yeah. There, there was no like, you know, I'm going to start sidestep this one. She'd just kind of stand there, take the flag, and then just, there you go. Have a nice day. I, again, but she was really, really quiet. So uh, you, you need some sort of quietness. I can't have like a team full of pods. <laughs> no, you're right about, uh, about Gemma that. That few years, I mean, she obviously gave up the sport well before um, you'd wanted to have done, wouldn't you? But those couple of years, it, it's true, you could plug her in and um, basically you didn't have to worry about whichever area she was in, that the tackle wouldn't be made. And she, she just had that knack of being in the right place. She didn't have she didn't have elite speed or elite um, you know, pace or anything like that, but she's just always dependable, always where she should be. And, yeah, she's she's a great uh, great shout, really. And most people, certainly listening to this, probably nowadays would never have come across her on the field, would they? Because it's quite a few years now since she last played. 
to the world. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I say, amazing instincts, uh, amazing instincts yeah. for the game, just a real feel for the game. And, um, you know, she would be at her anticipation. Uh, um, it, it, it was remarkable. And as I say, she ended up as a GB coach. Um, um, she, she coached the GB cadets um, for a couple of years. Um, and had a real quiet, and I think her, uh, and, uh, you know, and as a coach as well, um, I think a lot of the parents really appreciated her because, you know, she was so, she was so, such a calming influence on the sideline as well for the, for, for, for I was going to say the youngsters, but some of the older ones as well. Um, you know, uh, such a, a quiet and calm demeanor when sort of everyone was kind of getting a little bit excited or starting to lose their cool. Um, so, yeah, and I, I remember actually seeing her, I, I, because I wondered where it came from, but I went, I went to see it play netball a couple of times, and she, she had a, a similar kind of uh, positional sense in netball, so it, it, it's something that, I don't know whether it translated from netball to flag or whether she you know, took it over, but, um, it, you know, her, her rebound in, 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 uh, in boxing out in, in netball was, I could see the, the similar instinct. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a cracking, uh, cracking shout. But yeah, and that, like you said, Pod, so, so dependable, just so dependable, so reliable. Um, yeah, you're probably going to need it with Andre and shed on the field. Because <laughs> they, they say that you, you might start off big cover too, but as soon as that ball gets snapped, uh, you, you could be a man-to-man coverage or health health could break this. So, but you know, again, we're going to stay, stay to a station. Yeah, that's true. Who's up next? Uh, the other linebacker I'm going to put in. We're going back to the Eagles, and um, we're going to have John's big brother in there. We're going to have James Pimperton. Gosh, yeah. Again, an amazing tackler, but he he could also play the other side of the ball as well. But his footballing, he he was a lot like Paddy, but on the field, he would read the game amazingly well. Call a lot of it before they'd even snap the ball, and also his his motivational like it was motivation for the sport as well. If it was like you know like the last couple of minutes and things like that, he would be the one screaming on the sideline. Even, I think even when he was like watching like the juniors and cadets at that age when when he was playing youth, and he was still screaming on the sideline for every single thing. But he yeah. was an amazing football player. He couldn't. I'm not going to say he couldn't catch. His catching technique was <laughs> slightly off. It was like he was taking a handoff. Yeah, but, uh, but he caught it. Yeah, he always <laughs> caught it. That was the bit. You know, you you drill it into his stomach, but he would still kind of like clamp down like a like a running back handoff. Yeah. And you see, you can't catch like that, but he did. Yeah. Yeah, the old coaching conundrum is that's not how you catch, but I caught it, and uh, yeah. He, he, he would listen patiently to all my explanations of why he should catch it the way, <laughs> the, 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 the yeah, tried and trusted way, and then just catch it his own way. And uh, yeah, probably the most of one of the reliable receivers on the field. Um, but yeah, as you say, I mean, he, he was he, he, at nines, uh, you know, actually, yeah, I played alongside James a lot, actually, and uh, um, you know, he, he, he again, it's that dependability, reliability, the, the reading of the game. Um, and, and you know and his physical size as well. He was a strong lad, even sort of even as a youngster when he, he when he went sort of um, transferred from youth to the seniors. You know he he was he was, he was not going to get bullied by anybody uh, physically. Um, 
And yeah, and yeah, and yeah, I had to give the game up in many ways because he's a, an incredible artist. I think he, I don't know what I, I, I didn't get to chat to him much last time I spoke to him, but um, he's actually a, 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 you know, a proper a painter, and some of his stuff is incredible. Um, and so obviously, I don't know about you, you guys, but I think are the the most vulnerable um, uh, part of a, a flag player's uh, um, body. I know my, my, I think every one of my fingers has been broken. I think my, two of my thumbs probably need reconstructing. Two of my thumbs, both of my thumbs, been reconstructing. So, uh, yeah, James had to uh, take a business decision on that. But um, who knows? I, I think I, 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 I would I would like to think he would be uh, uh, playing GB at, at the of his career if he had continued. I don't know what you think, Marcus? Oh, yeah, I, I think he would definitely be in there. But, I mean, he's. I think he's living in London now, or that sort of area. Or am I completely off on that one? My geography is not the best, as you know. No, I do know that, Marcus. If he was playing for like one of the London teams, so like when you got like the button hookers and things like that, I think he would be pushing his way into the squad, even at like the top sort of level ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. He, did you ever play against him? I think I know if you played against him. Uh, once or twice did you find? Uh, no, I, I probably didn't didn't really know it. I mean, it would have been early two thousands, wouldn't it? I guess. Yeah, I was going to say. I think I played against him only once or twice um, when, when I moved from the Eagles to the Jets. Um, um, it's, um, yeah, fair enough. And uh, yeah, I, I, an incredible player, and uh, obviously made the right decision <laughs> to to. to Stop playing like football, but um, it, it would have been interesting to see uh, how far he got within the game. Um, mm-hmm. Whether he would have got to GB, I think he would have. But pure speculation, but that's all we've got on this. That's what that's what we're here for, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that final position, then, Marcus. Uh, I've got my blitzer, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Shay. I, I know he didn't quite make it into Pod's team. I think he was. A, a close second yeah, in a lot of positions. But he is an amazing blitzer, uh, breaking down at all times. It was always, It's one of those ones that it's great to have him on your team, but it means you've got to play against him every single week at training. <laughs> and you know that he's coming. He, and yeah, he, he is, he's a very, very positive person as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think he was like, if, if you blitz someone, if you didn't quite make the tackle, he would never ever give up on it and he would be chasing that receiver down and probably beating like a lot of us to the, the actual tackle as well. Yeah. It was uh oh which team was it? We played um Bedford and it was during the, the summer when we actually had a season and yeah the, the pitch had dried out completely. It was like rock solid. But he still dived for a few tackles as well. And just to see his legs afterwards, like like torn to pieces, and you think, yeah, do you want to take a play off? And, and he's like, no, no, come on, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back on now. Yeah, it's a pity he's such a parasite. <laughs> yeah. What on earth is that about? I, I keep hearing that. I, I don't, I dare I ask? What do you mean by is that? What? what? So there was a, uh, it was a message he sent into the group for the raccoons chat group, and. Yeah. I, he it says was, that it was a, yeah. a spelling mistake or a typo. Wasn't it? Yeah. Apparently autocorrect. And instead of parties, 
it okay. parasites. <laughs> and it was just what they said again. You just called the entire league parasites. No, but no. I, I don't know how you get a parasite. I know possible an autocorrect, but that, that means you've got to type in parasite a hell of a lot for it to autocorrect to that. It's the thing with Shay, isn't it? He's one of the nicest people you could ever meet. He's such a nice guy and it's kind of ran from that because he is such a nice guy it just was the and even that he can't he doesn't even get offended by it does he even though he is he doesn't <laughs> but um what i was going to come back to do you remember the the only actual tournament the jets ever won uh tuesday or a wednesday afternoon in warwick university playing yeah. on the uh, hockey concrete <laughs> the sand, the sand, the sand based um, sand based and Shay, Shay, we basically we won the game on the final play, didn't we? And Shay yeah. made the tackle to win the game, and and I think the guy would have gone down the sideline and scored if he hadn't done it, and he did it on his on his knees across gravel and sand and whatever, didn't he? And that kind of summed up what he is. He's <laughs> But yeah. yeah, that was that was the one and only tournament we actually won. You know, we've been to a few finals and things like that, but never never actually won anything. <laughs> I think I think I think that we, I do remember that one, and, and um, he was down to the bone. Obviously, yeah. it, it wasn't the first time it slid into yeah. a, a slid after a. a, 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 no, no. a I, I will have to correct you there. I have to correct you there. Uh, Shay forced the pass. The, oh. the, the guy did shake him off, and Gemma made the pass. Was yeah, it Jeremy? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I only remember Rodrigue and the parrot. It's <laughs> <laughs> for another day for people yeah. then. That, that's all I ever remember about that team. <laughs> yeah. But Shailen Taylor at Corner, yeah, great. I yes. mean, I've, I've known him for such a long time because he was at the, uh, the Jets you Academy. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, a junior, maybe, maybe a youth player. Um, but, yeah, I think as for pure speed, um, I think Shailen, uh, Shailen is possibly the the, the, the fastest kind of uh, yeah, yeah you, you talk about Luke and, and Shab with their quickness and the, the, the pure speed you know Shailen is probably the most rapid player I, I can I can remember and he would he would he would get by me I would get into perfect position but he was so fast I would just, if you didn't time the flagpole um, yeah he would just breathe by you. Um, no matter how close you got, and uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he's uh, yeah incredible uh, at this speed. But, yeah, such a lovely, lovely guy, and, and you know, and his mum and dad, was, mum and dad really um, uh, supported him so much as well. His dad was almost I can't remember his dad never coming, not being at a tournament, no matter where we played. His dad was such a supportive guy, and uh, you know, you can see kind of where Shailen gets his. Uh, oh, you can uh, see that then, yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. the thing, he's he's such, he's he's always there. I mean, um, Marcus, you'll know it, won't you? Tackles, tackles, tackles. You always hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's going on on the field. Shay, you'll always hear, tackles, tackles, tackles. <laughs> and, uh, and he's 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 also a really good teammate. He's he's always geeing people up. He's never got a bad yeah. word or a bad thing to say. Um, You know, the only person he ever... Will decry as himself sometimes, and that's it. He's a, he's a really yeah. good teammate. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's not just the speed he's got; it's the hips. 
That's and, the thing. Oh, of course, as you can. Because yeah, I'll, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you a speed story. He actually was, um, this weekend in training, there was him, Meshach, Shad, and Luke, uh, no, Luke didn't do it in the end, and they had a race. And and I they went a, they did a 70, 60 meter run. Yeah, yeah. We all we all um well I had I had my money on Shay because of the stamina. Yeah, yeah. He's a runner. He was a distant third. Oh, really? That's <laughs> um, interesting. Fair enough. Meshach was was behind Shad destroyed them from the off. Shad's acceleration. Yeah. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so um but all three of them faster than anyone you'll probably ever play it put together on a field other than Luke. Um, it's crazy, crazy speed. Oh, I'd um, love to have seen that. Yeah, I would have. I'd, yeah, I was like, video yeah. somewhere. I'll have to try and put it back up on, get it on my Facebook page. But I still say that's too short. Two hundred meters. Chad would have. Chad would have engine training. Chad, even Chad it. himself said he'd, he'd hit his stride at about fifty meters and he wasn't going to go anywhere. But he'd so far ahead. Um, but we were like, yeah, do it. Do a turn and go back, and Shad Shay would have killed a lot of them. Yeah, football's not that meter runs though, is it? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, that's uh, yeah, it's just there. Uh, I'd have given uh, a shot. Interesting miles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you've got one more choice of you then, Marcus? Yeah, my substitute, and this is. A lot of time because he can play both sides of the field. Okay, a lot of the players that I've picked will play both sides of the field, but this guy can play both sides of the field amazingly well. I'm going to go for James Hossack. Uh, yeah. So that that's why you didn't get the uh, pushed out for him, Pod. Yeah. That, that, okay, I'll take, take that Absolutely one. amazing receiver. I remember throwing into... Nominal. I think I threw into triple coverage once and he still came down with it. And it was one of those ones as a throw, you know, the, as soon as the ball comes out of your hand, you're suddenly going, that was a stupid idea. And they see you know, go, good catch, Hoss. And he, he scored. And so, yeah, it, it was a perfect throw. Yep. But then also, he, he was an amazing blitzer from when, I, when we first started playing flag. Yeah. I mean, him against, and this is my favourite ones all the time, Simon Bamford, the, the, the blitzing versus the QB was... Great fun to watch all season. Apart, unless you're a Simon Bamford, because he hated him. But it was just one of those ones that he would always be there, and it's a lot like Shea, I think, where even if he like you know he, he forces a little bit of like a, an early throw, he would still end up being one of the first ones to the tackle, or at least he'd be like halfway there before anything else had happened. The the speed of him and just that the, the the resilience to never give up on that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, do, do you remember? Oh, I can't let me phrase this question. When he left the Eagles and he was going into tackle football, he's going into university. What position did you think he would go for? See, I, I would have said that he was normally a wide receiver because he sort of moved yeah. to that position during flag. Hmm. I, I thought he would. St- I thought he would go for safety. Um, I think um, I, I thought he was a phenomenal safety in his reading of the game at flag, um, and he was almost an offensive threat when he was uh, at safety for, for the, the amount of picks and then uh, and, you know, turning into pick sixes or at least picking a really good field position afterwards. So uh, I thought I thought I you know obviously I was very very wrong, but uh, when he, when he sort of graduated uh, went to um, 
in, into the, uh, the, the tackle game. I thought he would be a safety. Um, I remember I was having a conversation, but I think he just, I've never, I don't know if I can tackle or not. Um, but the rest is history, obviously. He's <laughs> incredibly well. Um, What's he got? With, uh, three, with, three national championships? But Kitty? Uh, do you know what? I generally don't follow the tackle game that much, but um, I, don't, I know he's, uh, yeah, he's had a lot of success, and uh, I think he got to at least one final with he's got University. He's got to, definitely. Yeah. With, oh, with university as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think at an early age, I saw he, he, he was he was always going to be a committed player. Um, I think you know, I think out of the kind of that 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 kind of group that you grew up with in the game, Marcus, he he was the most committed to one of the most committed to football. In that he was hitting the gym, I mean, hitting the gym hard, and he, he certainly just in his own free time, just sort of about the game and about how to get, uh, you know, get the, the most out of his body. Um, and he was incredibly committed. Um, and, um, you know, and you still see it today. He's an absolute specimen, isn't it? I mean, he's always wearing the uh, a, a, a T-shirt to, to one size too small. But, um, you know, he, he rocks it well. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Don't make any mistakes, Steve, or else... Uh, I've never seen him on. A, I've never seen him play flag at all because that that season, I know him from the Jets, and he he was legitimate receiver number three with people like Joe Black, Mark Cohen, David Sonny, um, Jeremy Sims, and and he was a legit, you know, third fourth. We played spread, so there was four receivers on the field all the time, four and five, and. That's how I met him and knew him. I didn't even know he played flag. And we did the flag that that year. We we, we did it. Obviously, someone like me, it was always going to have to play flag because I was still learning the game. But he never came. He never came and played that. All he did was play the kitted. So I, I never knew he was till a couple of years later when you found out about his youth exploits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, phenomenal um, receiver. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just dedicated. I mean, I remember him. So yeah, he won championships. He played for GB, but. Um, you know, two of the things that always stuck out for me is when he he didn't he he, he was age ineligible to play for, for the Eagles when we were playing in the European Championships in Holland um, in the NFL Championships uh, and he he still came and supported you know he, and he missed out by a couple of days it was it was kind of heartbreaking that he, he didn't he was age ineligible but he still he still turned out supported and then when um, when I was GB coach for the juniors, he came out to um, Bologna, Italy, and was uh, and w- was the trainer. He would uh, you know do all the warm ups and sort of um, with, with the players as well. So uh, just committed to the game in general, and he, he was an absolute student of the game. Yeah, you know, physically sort of prepared himself to be the, the ultimate wide receiver, and you know it certainly paid off. He's obviously got. A lot of natural talent, a lot of instinct, but he worked so, so very hard. And um, yeah, as a, as a, that's a, that's a decent squad you picked there, Marcus. Should we, should we just go over the the, the the squad again? Just to, if you want to play, start playing the uh, uh, Chicago Bulls intro music. Let me just see. So you've got a, a one. Sorry, at centre, it, it's Alan Paddy O'Sullivan. Quarterback, John Pimperton. Wide receivers uh, is Nick Burt and Pod. 
and the slot slash running back Luke Garrenball. So I'm on my offense. The only person not to play for the Eagles is Pod. So I think yeah, a lot of the Eagles was like a my introduction to the sport. So I'm quite happy with that team. Defensively, Shad and Andre Clark at the back. Front two of Gemma Eaton and James Pimperton. Again, four Eagles. And then Shea, my one lone non-Eagle as a blitzer. It's Hoss as a... Well, Hoss can play wherever he wants, really. He's, and he'll probably do it. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably get Pod to do one route and then take him off and put uh, Hoss back on there anyway. <laughs> so Andre played for the Eagles. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I never, never knew that. Yeah, uh, two or three years, two or three years uh, on and off. He was um, he did work at the university, um, but yeah, that's how that's how we got to know him. Actually, he, was, he studied at the university, and, um, and so uh, yeah, I uh, in, invited him to coach at the uh, at the uh, at the youth academy, and then obviously. Um, you know, he started to play, and then he brought along his his friend. And, and this is a surprise that he used to have Jeff Brown, World Bowl winner Jeff Brown, as a member of the team. Marcus, um, he was one of those ones where he's, like, you're looking at the squad, going, "Here's my squad," and then like a name pops into your head, and you go, "I ain't gone. Where's that one fit in?" Yeah. And then you get then like, as you're thinking about other people you've played with against this extra person you've suddenly thought of, you go, "Why well, ain't gone? We played on that one as well. So if I move that one to there." And it yeah. is, you sort of like draw them all out and then just like start moving people around going, but then that means I haven't got this person in. And you try to work out how, how to get them in, but then you're like, well, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think, I think everyone's going, I'm sure all of us have probably collected this one as one or two people sat in the stands um, polishing their uh, trophies and wondering why they're not on there. But, um, that's the nature of the game, I suppose. Um, so, Marcus, do we now ask? Is it what, what was the question from last week? Is, is it the, uh, the quarterback one that we were talking about? Yeah, that's the one. So, the question is: Is the flag football quarterback as key as it is in tackle? Is that the correct question? Well, it's around about the same lines, and unfortunately, me and Pod have already discussed this one with David on the previous episode. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I will say that slightly biased that the quarterback is the most important person in, in any type of American football game. I'm, I'm going to try and build myself up slightly for that one. But as we said, the, the, a flag quarterback can not always be a quarterback. We, we've, we've seen a lot of people who come in and they go, well, we haven't really got a quarterback. We're just going to put this person in. And it's just little dump-off passes and they're, it's down to the receivers. As I know, that when you've had receivers like Luke, Shad, Shea, and Nick Burr and Pard as well, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily have to do all the hard work as a quarterback. It's a lot more open field. Yeah, I know what you mean. I suppose, I suppose the quintessential quarterback in, 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 in tackle football is the leader, uh, the, the on-field general, the, the analyst, the one who can lead the game. Um, and maybe you know, in, in flag football, it, it, it can be just someone who can throw the ball really well. Um, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting that's an interesting one. I think I think it's I don't know whether that's a tackle thing. I, I just don't know enough about the tackle game 
Um, but um, I mean, if you remember rightly, sort of, let's just go back to the Eagles um, playing the nine on nine game, which is probably the next thing. It, you know, um, John Pimperton was a very young lad that played there, and so was yourself, and so was yourself, and and you weren't the leaders. You, you uh, and um, you know, because of the age you were, you didn't have the experience, and so you weren't that quintessential quarterback. Then you were the on-field general. You weren't the one shouting everyone. Oh, everyone get down tonight. Is that pause work call again? Yeah, kids asking for um, some dinner to be cooked. They're just finishing work. Oh, fair enough. I thought it was an advert breaker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I, I think. I'd, Oh, was that my time up? I don't know. I think I've never spoken. Yeah, I think Probably a bit of that. It's, I, 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 I widen the question. Is the is the quarterback position in in the lower leagues? And I don't know in, in the NFL definitely. Is the NFL in, in the in the amateur game? Should I? Is the quarterback position in the? Does it have to be that all that you know tick all the boxes of leadership uh, analysis? Uh, you know. It's, you know, can we have that? Because I think the Eagles, with no disrespect to you and uh, John, you were very young, and it was it was on a you were very young on a very old uh, old, old team. Really, there was a plenty of veterans there to kind of uh, to do the leadership, to do the analysis, to do the play calling, and you know, often you know, without not meaning to be disrespectful, you and John were there to throw the ball, um, and obviously you you both grown in that position. But certainly that time, that wasn't expected of you, and. Um, so, uh, yeah, I suppose, you know, flag football may be a, a more straightforward game in, in some ways. Um, but, um, I mean, yeah, so that's a good question. Looking back at the Eagles again, so we, we, I had, the, it was the step up to the youth age group. And I had, so let, let, here's look at the, let's look at the people who, who stepped up. We had James Hossack, who was an amazing receiver. We had James Stratford, who was probably about the same sort of speed as Haas. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Not, maybe not able to read the game as much, but he was an amazing player as well. James Pimperton wouldn't drop anything mm. and would happily run across the middle all day long, even if he was going to get hit. Simon Murphy was our centre, who was about a year younger than me, but about a foot taller. And he was a, he was a fairly big guy as well. So that, 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 was, that was our centre. So it was like when I look at the team going, well, quarterbacks are the only one left. Marcus, you're in the age group. You can play quarterback. And so you can build a squad around a not very good quarterback. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I think you need another two hours to debate the rest of that one. But I, I will have one extra honourable mention in this bit because it's my show and I can do what I like, really. Fair <laughs> I, I will say Andrew Gambrell. It was an honourable mention yeah. in this one. Stop, stop. Go on, I, I mean, so if, the, way, the way you can sort of look at this one is if, if you didn't play flag football, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have played flag football. Gemma Eaton wouldn't have played. Lisa wouldn't have played. Luke wouldn't have played. So there, yeah. there's that hot there. A, a big chunk of the players gone. Sam Tyler Prosser. There we go. And so that, that's five people. So a whole squad has now just been disappeared. 
<laughs> Luke helped set up the Titans. Yeah. So the yeah. Titans wouldn't exist. I mean, we'll help set up the, the raccoons so the raccoons wouldn't exist. So basically, you've... you've... <laughs> You're responsible for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so every, every time there's a, a a team out there, so like every time the Titans do something, you can sit and go, well, technically, you 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 nurtured that from the very beginning. <laughs> every time the raccoons do something, you've nurtured that. Every time I start an argument on Facebook, that's your fault. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I mean, serious. if I wasn't involved in flag, which you got me into, then it would never have happened. Because most of the arguments are with me. Well, <laughs> so, but, but, but yeah, maybe I created the monster there. <laughs> My fault, yeah, I created the monster there. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, Every time we got lost on the M25, it's your fault. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one, Marcus. I think you, you remember you that one differently. You sat me in the front seat and gave me a map. I see your point, yes. If you point. know that I can't tell the difference between left and right on as a centre doing a five yard in or out, <laughs> don't give me a map on the M25. Back in the days when there were maps, look it up in the Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. It's um, printing. Yeah, out. yeah. I, I must. I must admit, most of my weekends uh, I, I spend uh, you know uh, checking up on the family how everyone's doing. It's, um, it, it seems to be uh, uh, just you know quite a few teams where I've got. Uh, some kind of link, um, and yeah, I'm related to, to a lot, so um, yeah, I guess uh, if, if nothing else, <laughs> I bought I bought I bought some uh, bought some extra players along to the to the sport. So uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I'll be uh, where I am now, starting to stand watching this team of yours, which should uh, be uh, that'll be uh, very entertaining to watch. Are you looking for a special gift for someone? Are you looking for an award for your end of season awards? Are you the chairman of the best UK five on five flag league based in Northampton started in 2015 and need trophies? Then look no further than Crafty Signs. Bespoke trophies, key rings, medals, wall signs, they do them all. Check them out on Instagram at Crafty Sign Trophy and on Facebook at Crafty Sign Shop. Now what, Marcus? Is there, is, is there, do you set a question now? So I, I've got the question for the uh, for the next episode. I'm not too sure who the the next episode will be with, but the question I'm going to ask is, what is your jersey number and why? <laughs> oh. okay. So we'll, we'll have a quick go around here now, Andrew. Um. Ah. I don't know. I think it was a wanted eighty-eight because you could really see that. That's the most visible number on an Eagles shirt. Um, and I was playing wide receiver at the time. And then thirty-three was the nearest to it. That's not very exotic, is it? But um, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I wanted eighty-eight. I can't remember who was eighty-eight. I think that might have been Dallas fan. So I think it might have been Tony. Um, He's got 88 uh, at the Eagles. Uh, who's, who's 88 for the Dallas Cowboys? I want to say Michael Irvin. What number was Michael Irvin? Irvin, there's Bryant. 
I mean, this is ages ago. I'm not, do you know what? It's such a long time ago. I think I've made some of this up. But I'm fairly sure I wanted to be number 88 if it had the most colour on it, maybe the most striking receiver. <laughs> My, Michael know. Irvin was number 88. I've just Googled it. Oh, and, okay, so yeah, that sounds about right. I'm pretty, cause I'm pretty sure Tony already had it. Um, so I had to go for 33 because it was um, the, the next nearest right, number. And I think I'd already been moved the offensive back <laughs> by, the, by the time we could afford shirts. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, probably not that interesting. So now, now that you've mentioned Tony, and I, I've remembered one little fact about Tony from the Eagles. Yes. It, during the nine-on-nine nine days, weren't you one of the first people to recover a fumble yeah. in nine-on-nine nine flag, which obviously yeah. it's, it's basically when somebody runs with the ball and bobbles it upwards and you've managed to grab hold of that one <laughs> when it fell into my arms but yes i was well, didn't he get one not long the, after that the, the next week there we so, go <laughs> uh, yeah uh, he, he would often ruin my game he would often ruin my game like, the amount of pick up picks that um, i thought i was going to get then he would he would I would play a corner he would be an outside linebacker and the amount of times that he would um leap like a salmon and, and steal my pick so um yeah uh, i love how relationship with, with Tony but um so yeah he's done most of my stuff my shirts done my picks done my records um I don't even know why I like the guy actually now you mention it but I do I still love him. Pod was that was yours the age you age you started playing? <laughs> yeah. I well, mm. I, I had two in the end because um I had eighty three which I I'm back on now and that was it was very much because OJ McDuffie, or Andre, uh, sorry, Ronde Gadsden and Wes Welker um, were all the 83s that I knew um, as I'm a Dolphins fan. And Wes Welker kind of struck a bit with me when I joined because when I first started playing, because I obviously I was older and, and you know, the reason why I work hard, I think, um, and the reason I try and run my roots right is because I ain't going to beat anybody for pace and I was never going to get any better because I was already. 40 years old and I started playing the game and um, so they okay. struck a chord just because of what they how much effort they put in and how uh, like Wes Welk was always undersized and everything wasn't he so there was a bit mm. of that so I took that number and then when I went to the Titans it was gone so um, they used to um, without too much irony as well they used to call me um, Jarvis because I genuinely was quite often open and like everyone used to be like I don't know how you do it but you're always open so they used to call me Jarvis so when I had to pick a number I went for Jarvis Landry so I was 14 for a couple of years and then obviously gone back to Raccoons and I'm gone back to 83 now Nice What about you Marcus? So mine, mine was more of like a, a cross sport one I, I started off playing basketball and uh, one of my favourite players growing up was Kobe Bryant that's when I really got into basketball I was a big Kobe Bryant fan and when he originally started playing, he was number eight. And well, so he's just like, yeah, I wore number eight for basketball and then started playing flag football. So I thought I might as well carry on with the, the number. The only time mm-hmm. I've ever changed uh, was, oh, was it? it was the Jets when uh, when Neil Balthazar was playing. Yeah, you were getting wrong. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> even though we were two slightly separate teams in, in the, the aspect of the sport, we went down the same route, uh, jersey numbers and things like that. So obviously, I 
And Neil got first choice on number eight, so I had to pick another number. And the only thing I could think of was number 19. Because it, it was nine takeaway one. <laughs> ah. I, I, I was going for the Roman numeral side of things. And if you put the one before, that was numeral. Yeah, if, if you put, if it's so, the I so before the X, it's the nine. I. I. Well, if it's IX, then it's nine because it's take one away. That's how they did it. So you remember the Roman numerals. You grew up with those, didn't you? So you're I, I, original shirt, probably, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so you, by that, you'd be IIX. Well, yeah, but I couldn't have an X on the jersey, could I? Wait. <laughs> you, you had it on the team sheet when anyone saw you. <laughs> Ouch. That's oh. a good one. That's a home run. That is a home um, run. The only other, the only other league I had to number nineteen was the, the Cowboys quarterback. Um Brandon? no, Clint Wait, Longley. Jesus. Clint Longley. I've met Clint Longley. Yes, of course. Yeah, he lives up in, in Texas, so when I've I've been over there once and with my dad and I met mm-hmm. Clint and uh yeah, he, he does wear his fair enough. He, he yeah. wears the Super Bowl ring I think he picked up while he was there. So, yeah, I don't know if he stole it from... Was it Bart Starr that he punched? <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. A family friend is, is what I always refer to him. So, <laughs> so yeah, I met him and yeah, he was number 19. So, I thought, well, that's close to eight um, in a way. I'll, I'll stick with that. I never knew the Kobe Bryant thing. When, when, when did Kobe Bryant start playing? I'm getting my timeline way off here. What was, when was Kobe Bryant's rookie year? Oh my word! And this one, I'm just a. Uh... You'll have to Google it because because yeah. he was he moved to 24, didn't he? And then his daughter was eight all, all the um, time because of that. What he started as. I don't know so, why. Why did he move to 24? Was it? It, it was the 1996 NBA draft. You're right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. So I would I would have been in in year six at school at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Didn't didn't even click. Didn't even click. And plus, we played in blue and yellow. So that was fairly close to the purple and yellow that the Lakers were playing in. So I was, I was fairly happy at that point. Why? <laughs> in the way that it's a colour. <laughs> it, it's blue. It, okay, the Eagles' colours was never really the best thing. No, they they were the yeah. I, I, Andrew, you, you may be able to put an extra uh, vote in on this one. Yes, sir. We, we had a blue and yellow jersey. Yes. What was the other colour jersey we had? And then what T-shirt you wore underneath. There we go. Mm. I used to wear a black T-shirt under mine to make it purple. But, um, it, it, it no, got... no, the, the, the red one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, well, well purple, I'd say. Um, I don't know what... Oh, I've forgotten the colour I'm thinking. I've seen. It could go a little bit cerise if you wore a white shirt. Yeah. And uh, it's a mar- remarkable, actually. You, you would actually line up and you could always... Uh, they almost look like two different shirts. So... Um, yeah, it depended sort of, uh, yeah, it varied between uh, yeah, a, a deep cherry red and a, and a cerise colour. I know, I know that me and Luca have often had this conversation at training the raccoons, and we said we both said that it was pink. Yeah. But then I know Hannah is adamant that it's red, and it's like it's not red as people know red. Oh, if Hannah says it's red, then it's red. Oh no, we're still going with pink. Good luck with that. Here on keeping well out of that. <laughs> it's the safest way, but yeah, yeah, I'll still drop it in. 
Thank wow. you, Andrew, for, for hosting this one for me. Oh, you're welcome. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, we are going to keep you on, on there for a little bit longer if you're still there, if you're still able. Probably not. Well, it's your news section now. And what tournaments are the Black Widows looking at entering? Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, I can't give you dates. No, I, this wasn't in the script. Is it? Is it? Check out the, the Black Widow's Facebook page and find yes, out which I one. Think exactly that. Check out the uh, Black Widow's Facebook page and see what they're. Uh, Copenhagen was one. Uh, flagging New Year, uh, which I think is in the New Year, um, in Scotland. Indoors in Scotland, don't be frightened. Uh, at the Ravens Craig, which is a, I presume Ravens Craig, amazing facility, and obviously Opal Series. So. Um, uh, Opal Series is getting close to sort of uh, it's moving towards its announcements. Uh, season starts in October. Anybody who does not have a team, please get in touch with the by, by the web uh, by the Facebook page. That's um, not you, bud. Particularly, ah, <laughs> uh, <good laughs> um, Any any uh, university sides, if you've graduated and, and moved to London, which is going to be where everyone goes. Um, Contact the Facebook page. Any tackle players, obviously, you've missed out on a lot of football this year. Uh, contact the Facebook page. Um, um, I think we've retained a few players from last year. Uh, um, so uh, I don't know yet, but I, I, I don't think they can't um, players yet. Uh, but also, at the end of the season, we do try and find the your forever team um, because we are um, uh, just the scratch side. We don't practice. Um, and whilst we do have a lot of fun, um, you know, at the end of the season, we do try and find you forever team so you can get regular practice and uh, play the game you love. But uh, thank you, good Marcus. But, See, that, uh, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get you all, some more players, and I mean, I, I do follow the, the the Black Widow's Facebook page, and it's just kind of like a we're going to this tournament, and we're going to this one as well, and we're going to this one as well. And I didn't even know half these tournaments existed. Uh, well, it's. it's... It's always the plan to go to them. How many we get to? Um, we, we were we've never actually played board yet. We were we were going to King Bowl, um, but um, obviously the lockdown uh, put, the, put the pay to that. Um, but yeah, we've been. Um, we, 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 if there's a tournament in the UK uh, and it's got uh, a women's section, then we are there. And, and uh, yeah, we have third Opal Series as well this season. So. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Really, uh, just exciting times. It's a, it's a quite a thrill when you kind of turn up and uh, I, you, some of the players haven't even met each other before, and it's just uh, well, off you go. You're gonna, I got an open game against the country Cougars or or, or Nottingham. Uh, it's uh, it gets the juices, the coaching juices going for sure, um, and uh, yeah, I love it. There you go now on the team. So, yeah, so, like I said, thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll get you back on the air as a uh, as a guest on the show, and we'll get you to pick out your ultimate teammates. I know, I know you're looking forward to that bit. Uh, yeah, do you know, I keep putting it off because it's a struggle, but I think it will. I, I think I'm going to go with the teammates section just to sort of narrow my field of uh, select, selection field down to 2,000 players um, rather than the 4,000 that include my coaching. Um, so yeah, and uh, um, yeah, and having uh, having coached the GB squash, that kind of uh, that makes it uh, uh, a bit of a cheaty section, cheaty bit. So, um, but I, I think it will. 
as we discussed earlier, I think I will just go with uh, those that I have actually played on, uh, played with uh, as a teammate. So uh, that's what, like I say, narrows it down to uh, uh, just about 2,000 players, really. Looking forward to it. We'll get you on one of them. So, yeah, thank you again. And thank you, as always, to my ultimate teammate, Steve Podmore. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> very, very um, yeah, chuffed about that. And we look forward to finally getting back out into the field when we're actually allowed out to play once again. <laughs> you sound like, you sound like you've, been, you've been um kept indoors by your mum for not doing your homework. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies. Oh, 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 oh